when we were rambling, I'll, I'll cut it. Okay. So when I go back and edit, I'll cut that. Okay. And but when he gets go live, that we're on. going to come on. Yeah. And so you'll see it on yours, and I should see it on mine. We can share it. Okay. Oh. All right. So it looks like we're live. A little different setup this time. Yeah. If you're tuned in with us, hang on. We're going to share this right. to some of our pages and all that good so stuff. Like a little different setup this time. Yeah. <laughs> Turn the volume down. Right. <laughs> it's been a crazy week. Crazy week. Crazy month. Yeah. Hope you guys are all doing good out there. This is, reminds me of my kids, right? Like we invite everybody over, we all come hang out, and then everybody gets on their phones. Right? <laughs> it's good to see you guys. Uh, yeah. Mm, 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 mm. All right. I always type love instead of live. I don't know what that says about me. <laughs> You're a good person. <laughs> Must be. <laughs> Nothing ever autocorrects to love. No. Like when, you know, autocorrects to duck. So I hit this right here. Yep. All right. Awesome. Good deal. So if you're on Facebook watching this, we're live right now. Got a little bit of a different setup. Uh, video should look better. Hopefully the audio sounds better. Spent and a lot of money today. <laughs> <laughs> Every time that we go to Sutherland, I spend money. Oh, it's like a kid in a candy store. I can't help oh, it. It's so awesome. I was like, I don't need a mixing board. I need a headphone splitter. And, then and you got so 12 splitters you can buy. <laughs> well, I got the splitters, and then I was like, well, it'd be easier if I could just plug it into my mixing board. So I yep. bought a mixing board. So we got a, a great show for you guys coming up today. Bart, who's our guest? Uh, our guest is uh, Randy Wiley. He's from uh, West Palm Beach. He is um, he's was a partner at South Fork Kitchen and Bar. He's a current partner at Southern Social Catering and Kitchen. He's a founder and CEO of Radical Asset Management, which holds um, E Squared Merchant Technology Solutions. Um, and he does restaurant consulting. And he's also a licensed agent for practicing company, which is a restaurant brokerage down there. So we kind of wanted to get him on here just to kind of to, um, give his perspective of, you know, we, we know what's going on around here, but we would just, I'd like a perspective of what's going on in West Palm Beach, you know, because that's the tourist attraction and they live for the, the months coming up. Yeah. You know, if they don't have that, then a lot of them don't survive, you know. Yeah, that's a big deal. So, um, is Randy, Chris, is Randy, we got Chris uh, Williams, the uh, Flobama's uh, sound engineer. He's doing some producing for us, so we're excited about that. So, um, this so. is definitely going to sound better than when I do it. <laughs> video guy I'm not the not the sound expert. you're the after podcast yes. guy. yeah i'll cut it up for you um so let's uh before we bring him on let's go ahead and run that uh intro uh-huh. get our intro growing we'll jump into today's show and talk about some of these programs that we mentioned last week too and what's up with them and how you can get it going or if they're still available so yep. stay tuned with us 
calling all businesses. Are you losing sleep because you're thinking, what now? How am I going to survive? How do I pay my employees? How do I even begin to plan for the rest of 2020? Worry no more. Because Bart and Mike have exactly what you need. Not only to survive, but thrive. Join the What Now podcast. Live on YouTube and Facebook. Learn how Bart has hundreds of customers in nine states. Thriving. And how Mike uses video to tell your story for customer engagement. Want to know the silver lining? Come see and share from several guests from Las Vegas, San Francisco, and Chicago, SBA Info, free offers from several brands on business-related marketing and software, question and answer, engagement with other business owners, trends moving forward for 2020, free marketing strategy and trends. And now, your host for the What Now podcast, spot on area manager, Mark Davis, and from Contact Front Media, Mike Woods. Awesome. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. We're going to jump into today's show. Uh, before we get started, I do want to thank Sutherland and Lane and all the guys over there for helping us get all the equipment and everything yeah, that we needed spent, outside of what we they had. They spent like two hours with us today, like uh, giving us all the options, kind of helping. I mean, they're, they got it going on over there. They do. <laughs> yeah. Those guys, they, yeah, they've been in the industry for a long time. Yeah, and they do stuff all over the U.S. Yeah, know? Absolutely. So let's go ahead. Let's jump on and bring our guest in. Hey guys, how you doing today? Randy. So we got him. Aha! There he is. Are you there, Randy? Yeah, I'm here. You guys there? I see you. There's there. But I don't think we can hear you. Say something, Randy. I got gotcha. you. Get your mic on. Yeah, my mic's on. Well, while we're figuring that out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Nope. Are you guys there now? This is always the fun part about going live that makes me respect news anchors and all that stuff because they just got it like yep. it's nailed down we'll get there we'll get there i can't hear you though randy the the crowd says they can't hear you either yeah. all right you have your mic turned up on your phone randy? oh they can hear him oh, oh that's not good <laughs> all right well randy <laughs> give them a little perspective of uh kind of what's going on in west palm beach uh i know you're a real estate broker for restaurants so um you know, from some of the people I've talked to uh, in Florida, um, a little south of you, um, there's for sale signs going up. I mean, they're, these people are just, they know there's no way out of this, and they're just kind of giving up. Um, well, yes so, and no. Uh, I'm going to put my mic on, on mute for a second, and I'm going to try to turn the volume up so I can hear what you have to say. All right, well. Yes and no. There's a lot of for sale signs going up here in West Palm and, and in South Florida in general, but we're also seeing a lot of people that are uh, really thinking outside the box and finding different ways to to succeed and make their businesses uh, not just survive, but in a lot of instances grow. Um, I have a, a really good friend that's an executive chef at uh, kind of a high high steakhouse. And, and uh, uh, 
he um, actually started starting up with a big, big tent outside of the restaurant to do barbecue. I was and telling him about that last week. Around the build, build. He's doing about 10,000 barbecue. So, so it, it, there, there are places, places that are closed. Those, those that are, are kind of committed to it, looking at the box or is to really, really thrive uh, with what's, what's going, going on. Yeah, so that's what we're seeing everywhere, right? Like everybody's kind of uh, shifting gears, maybe not even just jumping off the train track per se where you're just going to find a new business or like we've talked about with the side hustle, but people are saying, all right, what can I do in my current situation to move laterally and still hit the mark? What, what do you think that you've done since all this has started that you find the most success where you're, you're like, all right, this is something that maybe I might also hang on to once or if everything gets back to normal. Well, I, the biggest thing that we find to kind of, of uh, uh, keep, keep on court, court the cash flow is, is we, we, number, number one, we, we looked, looked at, at it as a business, business what are the needs of everybody in the area. They, they still need to be food, we just change how they get it. So, so we embrace that to be a lot. Um, Third-party delivery using online, the online work, huge advantage to it. Online not only down amount of labor, but the ease of access for first to be able to work and get products was great. Um, we, we also expanded what we're providing for our uh, Instead of just providing our ticket menu, we added grocery items, dozen eggs, gallon of ground beef, chicken, toilet paper, towels. We could still get the restaurant And not only with the new technology behind, that actually five people do that about how easy it was they needed to order. Um, so those are really the biggest things, breaking the technology and then uh, adding those additional products. Wow, that's impressive. Yeah. I like that. Uh, let me ask you this, Randy. Like, um, by doing that kind of stuff, like, you know, kind of going outside the box and bringing, you know, like you said, toilet paper. Um, did that help your actual restaurant food sell? Well, yeah, well, yeah. Because people kind of get a one-stop shop. They can come they can here and they, they can have lunch. lunch the they can get, they get a Santa burger. They, they can, can get at, at chicken, chicken breast, breast for dinner that night. night. They, they can get mashed potatoes to go with it. They can pick up the toilet paper for the pickup. Those dozen eggs. Whereas, Whereas you, you regular grocery, grocery store, you're fighting the line, you're fighting with people, people, and you can't, you can't always get what you want. They're running out of those items that people were desperately looking for. Um, and by being a, a restaurant, people typically think so. The guests that do have that would start coming, and I'll take you know two rolls of toilet paper, two rolls of paper towels, and while I'm here, you know maybe I'll take a a Reuben, or maybe I'll take a burger. So it, it actually helped drive our sales. 
Ah. Awesome. Can you hear him? Uh, we lost. I lost hearing him, but I want to be able still... to let Randy finish. Are you guys, you guys still, still there? there? Yes. Now I can hear you. All right. But that's a that's a great idea, and that's something I haven't heard of. Right. And now I know we had uh, Tzatziki's, which is a Greek theme restaurant here in Florence. When they were getting ready to shut down, all this started happening. They started giving away uh, their their vegetables and fruit and thing like that. Uh, but just completely shifting and making that. And the, well, uh, I think we mentioned it last week, or I've, I've heard it somewhere over the last month, is, you know, it's it's not okay to make a profit off of people during a disaster, but it is okay to make a profit during something like this. And I think that's what, Randy, you've done really well, is you found a way to help people out, uh, give them one place to go to really create this robust retail system and not in a way that's gouging people, but Taking it's, 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 yeah, it's creating a solution. That's pretty impressive. I like that. Yeah. yeah and, and you know, the, the products for shop, you, you hit it right on the head and head that don't gouge people. When we offer uh, our ground meat by the pound or chicken by the pound, we're not charging you what we would charge you for us. We're charging you what you pay at first. Um, so, so you're getting, getting you know, but, but 40, you're getting, getting a little bit of, um, you know, four or five bucks a pound to get your graffiti and check it. So staying in competitive point was one of the things. You're not making a whole bunch on it, but the fact that people come here and drive stables to the restaurant, it provides enough to pay our bills. And the important thing is when this is all over and done, there's still going to be a restaurant for us. So I'm still going to be able to deploy the people to the program. That's awesome. Um, do you have somewhere? Yeah, yeah. What? Um, there's a big controversy around here about um, when is it too early to go back? When is it too late to go back? What is ever, you know, we know that when we get back to where everything can be 100%, it's still going to be, in my opinion, this is my opinion, that it's still going to be several months before people are, you don't know what to believe out there. So, like, they're going to have to feel comfortable going out where they don't hear about this virus anywhere, in my opinion. You know, because people, I think, are still going to be, now there's going to be some that, if you tell them you're opening, they're going to be here like camping out like it's Black Friday. Yeah. But, you know, there's also going to be people that, ah, I think I'll just wait a couple of weeks or I think I'll wait a month or just kind of see what happens. You know, um, what is people down in your area, um, what's their take on it? I mean, are they ready to come out or are they kind of skittish or, um, you know, you don't want to put people in danger, but you also don't want to lose your business. Um and people's health, of course, is I'll always choose people over profit. But um, what is kind of your ownership group? What is people kind of thinking down in Florida? You know. Well, obviously, obviously we, want we want to get open, open and back, back as soon as we can. can. But the realistic, the worst thing that we, we can do is rush into that. that and then, and then have, have something, something that's the same or even worse, possibly, you know, right on the heels of it. Um, what we're kind of seeing a mixed bag down here. People that want to get back to normal right away, 
Um, we, we see, see people, people that, that are cautious, cautious but we should. But, but the, the scary part is we see people who aren't taking it seriously um, and, and don't complain and getting upset that they like wear a mask. Um, so to me, that's the bigger part of it. As far as what's going to happen afterwards, I'm sure we're ever going to have this war. I think we're going to see some big change in the industry. Um, I think there's going to be a pharma, and the hard to do is figure out what that new pharma is going to be. Um, and prepare for it. You have to have some type of plan moving forward. You know, if they say we be open, but we're going to stay out of that. Um, you know, you know, how are you going to supplement that, that, that other half of your restaurant? restaurant. You, know, you know, each person represents a amount in the front and based on your, your seat. So essentially, I, I, I think people are going to be losing a lot initially back to opening and cold. Is your, is your guys' plans when... Are you there, there Barbara? Yeah, yeah. Is um, are y'all gonna go back with a full menu? Uh, you know, you're a manager right now of a restaurant, so like, are y'all gonna try to do a um, you know, a small, smaller condensed menu to, when you start back? Because the things I've been hearing is like, okay, we're back, but we still don't want to order a bunch of food that we're not gonna be able to sell. You know, or you know, do we do a limited menu till we find out? You know, if we're gonna have a packed house or if we're gonna have people. You know, you don't want to buy a bunch of fish and steak and all this stuff go bad. So, you know, a lot of people around here has kind of limited their menu just for that reason. You know, I had a customer that had a bunch of mahi mahi that went bad. So they're not, they don't have that on their menu right now. So um, is, is that kind of what you guys are thinking is maybe just slowing into it? Maybe some of the stuff that you know you can you can sell, maybe some of the higher margin stuff, but, you know, maybe lower cost. Is that kind of what y'all are thinking? Well, yeah, yeah I'm going to go with staples. Uh, thinking that we're selling our right now, we would be willing to sell. Uh, and we're going to push those, and we're going to, we already have a plan of open after that, which we are allowed to open, regardless of what anybody says, for a couple of reasons. For one, to judge the market. Uh, number two, to see the frame of mind of the and they come back, they're ready to come back. And then also, they give them that chance to run because it's not only, you know, are we going through this at home, and they're not going through the moment like we are every day. Um, so we don't want to bring them back into to a full restaurant and say, I go from zero to 100 in 30 seconds, that's uh, setting everybody up for that. So our plan is, is to get back into it, um, judge the market, and you know, kind of take it day week by week. And as we speak, the, the needs of the customers can react with that and from there. Yeah. So the area that you're in, West Palm Beach, I got a real good buddy I contracted with. I just give him a hard time. He saves from West Palm Beach, and I'd say you're from West Palm Beach on the east side of Florida. Like, it's, <laughs> you guys are confused directionally. But <laughs> anyway, uh, the West Palm Beach area, how's it been affected overall? Are you seeing a lot of places shut down and maybe not back open up? Or uh, economically, is it? what's your take on it out there? Well, West, well, West Palm, Palm Beach, Beach is extremely seasonal. Uh, 
based on the people that are down here from the, the Northeast. And what we saw was because New York was so, there was such a hard impact from this, a lot of those residents typically be going back to New York right now are staying. Um, so it actually puts us in a little bit of uh, we're at the end of our season, but with everybody standing here, we've got uh, we've still got enough in the area that it's so much good push for another comfort zone. So we're in a unique situation. Yeah, that's it's pretty good though. I mean, unfortunately, but yeah, I mean, unfortunately, Randy, if if there was one just if there was just one thing, you know, you being a restaurant consultant that you could give somebody, if there was just one single thing um, that you could give a, any restaurant owner out there on what to do right now, uh, whether it be planning for something, whether it be just surviving, or whether it be, I hope you wouldn't say give up, <laughs> but, <laughs> but you know, like what, what was the one thing that you would, would tell them to do in your experience? Cause like, oh, what a lot of people don't know about Randy, cause I didn't, you know, mentioned this, but he's got contacts and, you know, he's worked for people that own 50, 60 unit restaurants in New York. I mean, I couldn't imagine what they're going through right now. But um, so he's got a lot of experience dealing with a lot of big time restaurants, not just the mom and pops. It's, it's, it's some mom and pops, but it's also, you know, some big time revenue places. I mean, what's one thing that you would give them and say, look, this is the one thing that I would tell you to do right now to plan and to be the most beneficial for you in the future. Well, I would tell them to, to really look at their business model and see what they can take from this experience to add to their model because no one was really prepared for this. And there's, you know, there's a number of things, another pandemic, um, cyber attacks. There's all kinds of things that can cause issues with restaurants, especially major restaurant groups uh, that have multiple uh, locations in, in the big chains. Um, so look at this experience and see what you can take with it to kind of move forward. The one thing that I'm taking with me is, is and I mentioned this before, is the impact of online ordering. Um you know, online ordering, integrating third party uh, into your POS systems, anything that you can do not to replace your employees in your workforce, but to enhance them, any tools that you can give them to make their jobs run a little bit smoother and take some of that pressure off of them uh, is going to benefit you in the long run. You're going to wind up better employees. You're going to wind up with a more solid, more of a solid business model that can survive or adapt to something like this very quickly. Um, so that would be kind of my advice. Just reevaluate your business, see what you can take from this that will allow you to make your business a little bit more flexible and, and kind of, you know, go in a different direction anytime you need to. Absolutely. Now we've, uh, we talked about this last week, some of the programs that were out there where you're, you're uh, yeah. <laughs> were you able to take advantage of you know ppp or uh the emergency disaster advance any of that did you apply for it and if so how did that work for you well i did not with any of my with my catering company and with my uh, technology company and things like that we did luckily did not need to take uh advantage of those funds 
Um, and I felt that it would be wrong for us to do that. Um, with the larger group that I'm with, uh, you know, we have 35 locations and we chose not to as well. Um, because that, that particular funding was meant for smaller businesses. Uh, and I'm very, very lucky to be with a, a, the restaurant group I'm with. I'm very lucky to be with one that um, is responsible on the community as well and not tap money out of the, the pockets of the smaller business owners. Um, with that being said, I do know some people who have taken it and who have benefited from it. You know, it's provided them the, the money that they needed to keep their business floating right now in some cases to kind of remodel their yard to uh, restructure their business model uh, so that like I mean, a minute ago, when they do come out of this, they're going to come out of it stronger. Kind of like a restart. Yeah. yeah. That's kind of what we were talking about last week. Yeah. Like, I mean, you've always used, you always use time as, as an excuse. You know, I don't have time to do this. I don't have time to do that. Well, you have time now. And then with the funds, you have, you know, some, some funds to, kind of do a reset, you know, uh, put together a good marketing plan so that after this is over, you come out smelling like a rose. Right, and you yeah. can contact so, me and I'll make commercials for you. But, yeah, <laughs> but, or, I, or I can set you up some free online ordering. Right, yeah. yeah. Shameless plug here and there. But <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I do want to say, too, it's pretty honorable that you did that, right? You looked at the situation. You said, hey, there's free money out there. You could have applied, probably got it. Um, but you know, we've seen that with some larger businesses this week as well. They decided to return the money and, uh, what was the place? The big Rich burger Chris. choice. Yeah. Yeah. yeah right. Yeah. And so, <laughs> so instead of going out there and gouging it and going, Oh yeah, free money. You know, you took, you took a, a look at it and said, Hey, we can, we can do without. And that's, I'm sure that money went to somebody who needed it. I hope it would. Right. Yeah. Well, cool, Randy. Well, it you- did, and you know, there's you have to be responsible, business owner, and not just for yourself, but everyone works for you. You have to look out for their best interest. You know, we did uh, have to furlough some people, but they were able to take advantage of some of the unemployment benefits um, and some of the payouts from the government. Uh, so that helped them, and in a lot of cases, they're making as much, if not more, than than when they were working. So they're doing well financially. Um, we also put together a fund where we're thinking about cash flow. Uh, so one of the other things that we did was we did a big push for our gift cards uh, for future use. And when those gift cards are purchased, we actually take a portion of that and we're putting it into a fund uh, for our employees that, that wind up in desperate situations. So there's all kinds of things that you can do even now as a company. To, to help your uh, employees and be responsible for your employees. And some of them are tough decisions, like having to furlough them so that they can take off, you know, take, can take advantage of the benefits. Um, but some of them are really easy, you know, really, really easy decisions like, hey, let's start a fund to, to give back to our employees. So I always think that it's really not just to look at, at the financial aspect of how can I make money, but to really look at, you know, how can I make money but still do something that's good. I love it. That's brilliant. And I think that's one of the takeaways a lot of people should have from this. Your employees are people and 
employees have to remember too, your owners are people, right? We got to watch out and take care of each other. And we've all been in that place or had that boss that we're like, man, if they fired me tomorrow, good. <laughs> I didn't care. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or if it was on fire, I would. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. Uh, but, and, and then the owners too, they're like, man, I wish I just, this guy would just quit. <laughs> <laughs> but there's more often than not, like taking care of each other, that means a lot. Right. And that loyalty inside of a business is more important a lot of times, especially to me. I think this way it's more important than that bottom line. Right. It's more important than the dollar when you take a person's situation and you show them that they matter. They'll put that back into your company because, I mean, we got to be honest, business owners don't do it because we're making minimum wage. Right. We're, we're taking the lion's share of the profit. Uh, for many reasons, right? The risk we take, all that. Uh, but showing an employee that they matter turns them into somebody that we all want. We all want that employee that works as hard and loves your business as much or more than you do. It treats it like it's theirs. Yeah. Takes and, ownership. That, and that's what stuff like that does. I, I love the idea with that with the uh, with the gift cards, mm -hmm. using that to create a fund to do something. So it's beneficial for everybody. You're not losing money, and it's it's helpful all the way around. Yeah. Uh, let me ask you this, Randy, before um, we let you get back to what you got to do. Um, there's been a, a lot of talk about um, because of this funding, you know, you have to bring back your employees to work. And some of them are like, I don't want to come back. I'm making $850 sitting on the couch. Why would I want to come back and make four twenty, you know, seven twenty-five an hour? Are y'all scared of that? I mean, are you going to think you're going to might have to train a whole new staff when you reopen? Well, I think you're going to see that with some of them. Um, but I think it goes back to what we were just talking about, how you treat your employees. Uh, we have, we stay in regular contact with our employees. And even if it's just a call of, you know, Hey, just wanted to check up on, you know, we're still thinking about you, you know, don't worry about your job. It's here when this is over. And while we're hearing a lot of people say, you know, my employees don't want to come back because they can make more on unemployment. When we're talking to our employees, they're telling us, you know, hey, I can't wait till we reopen. I'm waiting for the phone call. Let me know when we come back. And I think a lot of that just goes to how you treat your employees. I think if you have that family atmosphere and they know that you care about that, um, it's going to be invested in business as well. And that's, you know, that's my, my thoughts on it. it it's, you're going to see that from people. There are going to be people who just don't want to work. I mean, it's that way in every industry. But I think that if you treated your employee well, that you're going to see a lot of them are ready to come and help you rebuild your business. Um, because they really are invested, especially with the small mom and pop places. They're just as invested as the owners a lot of times. So, uh, you know, that's that's what we're getting, and I hope that everybody else is getting the same. Yeah. Well, what's kind of cool about that is, like, everybody's down right now. And, yeah. and it's, you know, they're talking about mental health and stuff. You know, what's I thought was interesting with Spot On is we get, a, we get an email every morning, and it, it talks about mental health. You know, it says, get up, make your bed, do your 10 calls, like, drink, like, don't stay in bed because, you know, that's – it can be huge on your mental health. And yeah. I think that's cool that you guys are staying in uh, touch with your employees, and that helps them 
from being depressed because you know you know my dad right now he is so bored like if he don't go back to work soon like i, <laughs> I don't know man it's like you know what i mean, I mean people yeah. are used to yeah. their routines and people are their sleeping habits are all messed up right now my sleeping habits were messed up you know um so i think that's cool that y'all are, you know uh and we do the same here at flobama you know we have small you know we don't have a whole lot of employees but we have small cookouts we still have our snapchat group and all that we you know so we stay in contact with them we um you know um they come up here and eat you know most the days or whatever so um but yeah i think that's important i think that's something that a lot of people probably are not thinking about yeah you know? well you know where it really comes in is when i talk to my kids about school yeah right? and the, they're out of school they're not seeing their friends and i'm like Man, that sounds like a dream come true, right? Like, no school for the rest of the year. Like but that. they like that because it's a routine. Yeah, and yeah. They, they're like, oh, I'm bummed out, Dad. I'm like, why? Like, you get up at 8 o'clock. Yeah, like, I don't see my friends. I don't get to hang out and do all kinds of fun stuff or whatever. And, and it's the same for a lot of adults, right? That's our social time. We have friends at work or you meet people. It's like, we're social creatures. So. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's our nature. Well, hey, Randy, we appreciate your time. A ton, yeah. And um, good luck to you and all your adventures. Um, I know me and you, you know, we stay in contact with each other. We do some work together. So, um, but, yeah, we appreciate you coming on. Uh, and uh, sorry we had a little difficulty there, but we got through it. Um, but, yeah, um, we will uh, post your information if anybody wants to contact you within your consulting services. Uh, to have any questions, you know, you know, like uh, I've known Randy for a little bit. He's a, he's a, a good guy. He's really smart. He's he's been around the block. He's he's managed some big operations. Um, so yeah, we'll post your information, Randy, and then hopefully you can help somebody that might need some help. But um, yeah, we appreciate. Well, it. I I heard you say post an information, but you're breaking up tremendously right now, Bart. I apologize for that. Um, but I do thank you for having me on and I am, uh, you know, if anybody needs help, every, what I'm offering right now is I'll be glad to sit down and have a, a conversation with somebody at no cost to them. Um, you know, and if it's something that we can do for them or, or something that we can help them out with, we'll be glad to, uh, we'll get, we only get into charging them if it's, you know, a major project. It's just right now about helping our industry survive. Mm -hmm. Um, and making sure that you know everybody's going to have a place when they're all over um so that's that's what we're offering you know we're not we're to try and become rich off of the pandemic um we really want to see people succeed so if anybody does you know have some questions and things like that um i have no problems giving some of my time to if i can help them out okay awesome, awesome. that's awesome thanks randy all right man take care well, thanks a lot, guys, and we'll talk to you later. Okay. Yep. So, you know, you were talking about uh, your dad being bored, right? Like, me and my dad have been on the phone for this past week, and we're actually going to do a side project because he's kind of the same thing. He's working, he's not working, uh, and really hammering home. Like, he plays music, he plays guitar forever. He's a fantastic guitar player. And he'll be like, oh, I'm all right. Right. He never did formal lessons, so he'll be like, oh, I'm all right. Yeah. Uh, he's really good. But, uh, you know, for. That generation, that is, I mean, just grinding it out every day. It's 
you have a break and you're like, what do I do with myself? Right. It's why people retire and they're like, I'm going to do something. Yeah. My dad's 66. He can't wait to get to his 50 hour of work. Yeah. You know, I mean, you know, he should be in trying to enjoy life, but that's kind of all he knows. Right. So, so I was him calling just <laughs> been trying to call him all day. I've been worried about him, but, uh, but, but yeah. So what we, the the programs we talked about last week, right? Most notably, everybody that's following is seeing that uh, PPP, the payroll protection plan, just drained it. Drained. Drained it like two weeks. Yep. Gone. Completely gone. But uh, they're working on getting it refunded. From what I can understand, it's Thursday. I believe they're going to start uh, doling out some of that money. Uh, there's a lot of places you can still apply, and th- that's all through local banks and stuff like that. So... If that's something you're interested in, get out there. Uh, talk to your banks about it. Uh, it's going to be refunded. There's a shot at that. I still haven't heard anything from the emergency disaster advance or any of that. Yeah, I think they went with W-2 first. And I think from what I've been told, they're going to go uh, sole proprietors, uh, contract employees, 1099s on this second round. That's why what i've been told so. i hope so it'd yeah. be cool good luck. yeah good luck <laughs> i don't plan never plan on free money never, never plan no. never plan on money from the government especially free money yeah. nothing's so you, free so no. for it. <laughs> you gotta get out there and make your own so for you how's the business been going like what is there anything you've changed in the last two weeks that you found success with just really just been helping these people get set up on online ordering um you know our company is I think we I talked was talking with the business developer this morning. I asked her, I said, I'm just curious, like how how many? She said that we've had over a thousand that's went live, meaning we've built the menu, we've trained them, they've got the setup, and they're live. But we have about another twenty five hundred nationwide that were working on getting live. You know, these menus are not just put the menus in a database like you you know especially mexican restaurants you know it's no sour cream no pico lettuce on the side i mean you can imagine you know yeah. the, the different variations you have to to do to do that so but it's we're offering it for free you know and like till, till january 21 with no contract so i'm not saying use us but like if Try us out. It's free. Like, what do you have to lose? You know, what do you have to yeah. lose? You know, with no contract, when we start charging you $45 a month in January, just quit. If it's not for you, if it's not making you $45, then I wouldn't want you to keep it anyway. <laughs> right. But I'm I'm telling you what I'm doing for my customers because I don't just set them up with a online platform and say, good luck. I go do ads for them. I take all my commission. And I do Facebook ads to drive traffic to there, to drive awareness. And these people are seeing three and 400% increases in their orders. I had a guy Friday call me and say, man, how do you turn this thing off? He said, we're, we're getting killed in the kitchen. They doubled their sales from the online ordering that they had in the call-in. And they was needing to adjust the time because our system allows you to adjust the time. If you get busy, instead of a 25-minute pickup, you can go to 45 or an hour or whatever. So, mm-hmm. that, you know, the, your kitchen doesn't get killed, and then your person doesn't show up, and they're like, my food's, you know, got to wait another 20 minutes. Because yeah. 
that's the whole thing about online ordering is convenience, right? Yep. So, um, so they, I mean, we, I've been setting them up left and right. So, like, if you're a restaurant owner or a smoothie shake or an ice cream place or anything that can be ordered like food, um, it's free. It's free. Like, why not try it? I mean, that's you're, crazy. You're, you're crazy not to, honestly. Yeah. You know, um, and you know, I've kind of worried about everybody else before Flowbama, but we are going to be launching ours next week, and I've got a pretty cool little promotion that I'm giving to the first 200 people that order on it, and that's going to be used to help our employee fund. You know, to I get like them, it. You know, yeah. So. And what's crazy is like. The online ordering, the tips are averaging about 22 to 25%. And all the customers that I've got, I was like, how many, what was your average tip on a, on a call-in order? They're like, huh, we'll be lucky to get $5 <laughs> all night. Yeah. You know, because so it's, it's, it's just the convenience of like the tips there. Yeah. A lot of people don't think when you go pick up food that, there's still somebody that had to box all the sides up, box all the sauces up, answer the phone. You know, there's probably more work in that than there is actually being a server. You know, so, like, um, it's good because these people that are working these to go are making 70, 80 bucks in tips just like they were serving at full capacity. So, um, yeah, that's something I've never thought about, right? When I order and do takeout, I'm like, well, if I sit down and tip my waiter, if I order delivery, I'm going to tip my driver. But I've never thought of takeout. A lot as of people a, don't. Yeah. But tipping. see, they see that tip on there when they're paying for it on the website. And they're like, you know what? I'm, you know, especially these times. Yeah. You know, I'm going yeah. to try to take care of this restaurant. And yeah. it's awesome to see the local support. Like when I was here doing some of my local accounts, I would be in there, you know, tweaking some of the menu items and i would hear people come in like yeah we've ate here like three times this week we're just really rooting them for you guys and that makes man that makes the the managers the workers the owners it makes them feel so good that that people really are going out of their way to eat out extra to support their favorite restaurant you know yeah it makes them feel awesome i think so. Know, so also um Josh Leonard just asked if we take questions. Absolutely. If you're watching the show, uh, you can leave a comment with a question. If it's a good one, we'll answer it. If, if we know it. Yeah, if we know it. If yeah. not, I'll tell you what the time like is. Like, what do you think? <laughs> <laughs> that never works well. You <laughs> <laughs> said, uh, I get that, but where do the tips end? People unpacking, cooking, boxing, serving. Well, that's a good question. If you... You can split that up if you want to. If you have our restaurant product, now let me get this straight. Like our online ordering, we set you up an external. It's the same online ordering, but you use your own tablet or whatever, you know. Now, if you have our restaurant POS product, it integrates into the system prints, and you can actually, uh, just like if you were doing a tip share, where you say, okay, every time a server sells alcohol, 3% of that alcohol sales goes into a, it's called a tip jar, but it's done inside the system. And when they clock out, it prints out so that they know that they owe the company 3%. Then the company knows that they owe that to the tip share and the bartenders usually split it. We used to do that at Outback when I worked there. We uh, it was 1% to the bartender, 
one percent to the hostess, one percent to the bus guy. That's how they made gotcha. their money, and that was of total sales. So you could set it up like that, but a lot of the times, um, the cooks are still getting paid like they were before this happened. Yeah, you know. So it, it's really what the what I've seen is they take the servers and they just kind of let them rotate. You know, doing the to go stuff, so yeah. they keep the tips, and uh, all the managers. It's just like you were serving tables, like you keep your own tips. Um, but it's just, uh, it's. I was really shocked at the percentage. Yeah. You know? um, well, I notice even uh, when I order from uh, Grubhub or DoorDash or whatever that having that tip range on there where you've got a tip. I mean, <laughs> they don't give you the option. They yeah. You can be the low end, but they always set you a little bit higher. Uh, I'm sure that that probably works out pretty well for them too. So yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, and speaking of third party, um, you know, if you have our restaurant product, we've got third party integration. So um, are you tired of all those tablets going out on Friday or, or Saturday? Then you still haven't making errors, putting those into the system. We have a system that'll go right into you know it's a third party app. Um, it's or it's a plug-in is what it is. So it takes Grubs, uh, it can actually take Grub South because um, DreamMakers uh, makes them. So, but Uber Eats, um, Grub South, uh, Grub Hub, um, Postmates, and uh, you know bigger cities, Caviar, Delivery.com, Cater.com. It's over 250 third-party delivery apps that you can sign up for, and they go directly into your system. You don't ever have to answer the phone. You never have to see a tablet. They go into the system, print to the kitchen. If you 86 an item, which somebody's on here that's not in the restaurant business, 86 <laughs> means you're out. Yeah. Once you 86 that from your menu on our restaurant POS, it automatically goes off those sites. So there's not – I was talking to a, a customer today, one of my customers today, and I said, you know, how's – How's the third party, you know, out working? They said, man, he said, what's crazy about it is somebody orders something and in the notes, they'll say, hey, I want to sub a chicken finger for fries. Well, our system charges for that, but they can't call the third party. Then the third party call that person that ordered and say, hey, you can't do that. It's not a, it's not a, the same price, Mm -hmm. you know, so it's not really tied, and then, and then when you add a new item to your menu or take something off, you've got to call that third party, DoorDash. You got to call DoorDash and say, "Hey, we're out of lasagna. We're out of this. We're out of that." And it takes days to get it off. So then you've got these drivers showing up to get these orders, and they're like, "I emailed them a week ago. Said we don't sell that anymore." You know. Yeah. Um, and but it all looks bad on the restaurant. It looks bad. Not on the because restaurant. I've had that. I mean, I've had that happen. Yeah. Where I order something and then it just doesn't show up, and they go, "Oh well, we were out of it." And I thought, yeah. "Well, the restaurant needs to get their site updated on yeah. here," but it's not them. And if you really want to take your, if you really want to keep your employees working, we have a built-in delivery, so we can go in there at the back end of office. If you have spot-on restaurant, sixty-five dollars a month per terminal. If you just have one terminal, you can set this up where you can go to Google Maps, and you can map out a road, three roads from your restaurant so that, you know, and you can charge. If you want to do outside areas that's maybe five miles away, you can base the delivery cost on the distance from your restaurant. Hmm. And that comes with the system. So, you know, it's, 
you want to keep your, you know, you want to, you can do an automatic gratuity, do an automatic 20% on it and let the servers keep every bit of that. And then anything, any tips over that, then charge the delivery fee, let the driver, they'll probably make more delivering than they will in your restaurant, honestly. Yeah. And now if you want to avoid politics and religion and sports and still get in a fight with somebody, talk about tips. <laughs> because I, I'm just watching what people are writing and stuff. And it, it is, it's one of those subjects where, you know, it, people get pretty heated on one side or the other. Yeah. You know, so that's, but it's cool that you, you have a service where you can customize it and go along those yep. lines. So, cause you got to keep the doors open. I know, uh, Absolutely. even on the video side of the house, right? Commercial marketing is really slow. And I mean, I'm, I'm watching TV to see what ads are coming out. And I see some of the corporations making very timely and appropriate uh, commercials. But it's also because we're in such a politically charged environment right now, or it's moving in that direction Mm -hmm. with a lot of this, that even depending on how you pitch yourself as we're open and moving forward or stay home and close the doors. It's a very thin line. Oh, it's so so divisive. It's it's just... (laughs) The, the, yeah. I'm not it, you got, I, here's my advice. If we're going to make a commercial or a video about your business, make it about the business and make it something. If you're going to address the situation, just be positive, something Absolutely. positive. And we need uh, so much more positive. Right yeah, we do. I, you know what I've actually seen, though, is more people that uh, are taking up the banner of shooting YouTube videos, creating channels and that kind of stuff. And reaching out and wanting to do that, uh, whether it's shooting music videos or whatever. I'm doing a music video this weekend for a guy. Uh, and then starting a YouTube channel, we're going to do it's uh, the name I think we're going with is Strings and Stories. So it's going to be local artists. Uh, they get to do their own song or a cover song. We do two or three. And they tell a story about their experience in the industry. Yeah. Right. So some of those things are happening. And. That's good for my business, right? Shooting videos, I love it. Uh, I've got uh, some actors right now just polishing up those demo reels because uh, as soon as Hollywood opens again, you know, I've, what I've heard is you don't want to be the first guy on the plane, but you want to be ready. <laughs> you don't want to look like you're too hungry, Yeah. Uh, but you want to be ready. So there's, there's still so many ways out there uh, that you can either A, continue to make a profit as a business owner or be like Randy was saying, like you're saying, find a way to move laterally, still do what you do well and still make money and help people out. So it's, it's there. Yeah. Yeah. And there's creative ways to market, you know, the, 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 one of the companies that I help that's up, you know, they're up about 400% on their to go orders. I spent 60 bucks. It's 60 bucks worth 12,000 in sales. Yeah, I don't know what business you're in, but in my business, that's 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 a really good return yeah. on your investment, and it's not even your money; it's my money. I'm just doing it because I love this industry, you know, and I love helping people because uh, it always pays back. Yeah, that sixty dollars will come back to me tenfold. Always, uh, always. So, like, my what is? I guess how are you getting clients right now? I mean, I know everything's kind of Zoom. You can't really just go yeah. meet with people and i know video is kind of it's hard if you don't meet people 
It is. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it always is, even yeah. during the good times. Uh, for me, it's just continuing to get out there. Keep shooting, keep making videos. Uh, if I have downtime, which is rare, I'll, I'll cut up a video and just throw it out there. Something nice and polished. Put it on social media. Let people see that you're still there. And then just that word of mouth, right? Mm -hmm. It's so much of photography and video is word of mouth and that's where I've gotten most of this, right? Somebody will see something I put out and they hit me up, but I still get out there and I, I talk to people, right? We do this, right? Yeah. Start the podcast, get the name out there and, you know, hey, go to Contact Front Media, check out what we're doing. If you want a video uh, made, you don't have to have a $10,000 budget, right? Yeah. But there is a huge difference between an amateur video that you've shot on your iPhone and edited on iMovie and an actual professional getting in there and doing it. And it doesn't have to cost you a ton of money, but. And you can always add that with a professional. Yes. You know, because content, 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 right? That's it. Everybody can't afford a $2,000 commercial every month. Right. You know, but if you get one good commercial, then you can build off of that and then do smaller, you know, you know, stuff. Yeah. Well, it was, it's funny because even probably about five years ago, they would like all the marketing gurus would tell you, if you've got a product, you're going to do a training video. Don't care. Shoot it with your iPhone. It doesn't matter. Get the content out there. People will buy it. But now you have to have a clean video or people just ignore it. A lot of times because if it's not the, quality, everybody's, everybody's got good for that better quality. Yeah. And it's a touch misleading when Apple uh, makes the commercial where there's like shot on the iPhone, right? Yeah. Or the Lady Gaga shot on the iPhone. No touching up. <laughs> yeah. They don't tell you about all the editing that goes into this, into the color grading and the sound and getting your clips lined up and, and telling a story. There's a, there's a process. And I, it, I think it's one of the things I do love the most about my job is that every day I learn something more. Right. I'm like, I'm still going, uh, I'm going to film school right now and learning more about creating the arc, the plot, the story and where your angles should be. And, and, uh, you know, with your rule of thirds, that basic stuff you can pick up online, but there's so much industry specific stuff. It's just like a chef in the kitchen, you know, anybody, everybody's got a kitchen in the house. doesn't make everybody a chef. Yeah. Everybody's got a camera on your phone. Does not make you a professional <laughs> videographer. <laughs> that's that's so, me. <laughs> but so I'm, I'm going to ask you the same thing I asked Randy. I mean, if there was one thing that you could tell uh, a business owner that might be scared right now or, or might be desperate or might be optimistic about a, a restart, I mean, what would you, what would advice would you give them to, to do? I'd say take a breath. Take a breath. Look at where you're at. Look at the things that weren't working and that are. And a lot of times, this is something a lot of my military buddies, veterans can, can relate to, is when everything is going crazy, sometimes the best thing to do is slow down. Yeah. Right? Slow. Don't panic. Don't rush. Don't try to do something quick to, to alter your course and fix your business because you may find yourself just bouncing left and right. So slow down, take a knee, grab your breath, look around you, get oriented, figure out what direction you want to go 
and go that way and give it time. Right? Be patient. Yeah. Patient. Be patient. I mean, it's, you're, I mean, honestly, they're not in it long. Yeah. I mean, everybody's in it, right? Yeah. I mean, if you're a business owner. So, like, like I said, just be patient. Slow down. I love that. It's love and, that. and that's the hardest thing to do. It is so hard to, oh, yeah. because it's not a be patient for five minutes. It's, hey, if you're going to figure out what you're going to do and go that way, you got to go that way for a few months. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> you got to yeah. go all in and just trust that what you're doing is going to work. Right. Trust the process, right? That's it. Where you going? All right. I think we're about out of time. Yeah, we're about out of time. Uh, we appreciate everybody. Um, still got to work out a couple of glitches, but um, I think we got, I got some valuable information. A ton. Yeah. yeah. So um, we'll keep building this thing and uh, we're going to be patient. Patience. <laughs> Patience. We're going to slow yeah. down and be patient. Yeah. And remember, too, you can always go back and listen to this podcast. Uh, it'll be up in a few days on Spotify, iTunes, uh, Google Podcasts. There's a ton of different uh, places out there. We'll have some information up on the show notes. I'm going to go in and take some of these valuable snippets, and we'll post those throughout the week. If you have questions, go ahead and ask them on the Facebook page or just... Uh, get ready and load them up. When we start up next week, hit us with those questions. Yeah, what we do next week is start out with a question and answer. Let's do it. Yeah. All right, Mike, if, if somebody out there is wanting help with some marketing or videos, Mike, how, do, how would they contact you? Yeah. You can always reach me at Contact Front Media on Facebook page, website, contactfrontmedia.com. Shoot me a message on there. Uh, email Mike at contactfrontmedia.com. And let's just have a conversation, see what we can do. Awesome. So, awesome. What about you? Well, if, uh, you know, if anybody, you know, I specialize in restaurants just because I know the language, I know the needs, I know the wants, I know, I just know that business. But I honestly have more retail clients than I do actual, you know, hospitality in restaurants. So if anybody out there wants to uh, get on a Zoom meeting this week or next week or whenever and, and kind of learn how spot on can help you with your business and save you money. Um, or if you want to do a demo on the, um, spot on restaurant, I'll do the same thing for you that I'm doing for everybody else. I would, um, do the free ads for you. I can give you a step-by-step guide on how to make this thing awesome. It's just going to, it'll surprise you. I promise. But I can be reached, uh, on all my social medias, um, by email, uh, that's Bart, B-A-R-T-D at spot And, um, yeah, just we'll throw it in the show notes too. Yep, so, yep. also, if people are trying to save money, right? One thing you can do is a COVID haircut, right? Yeah. So, COVID haircut will save you money. I did one, right? I took it back old school, so just, <laughs> just took it all off. Yeah, my buddy yesterday, he said his wife tried to cut his hair, and like it kept going up, and by the time it was like almost a mohawk, and he said, just cut it all off. <laughs> He's like, I just hope it. I saw him yesterday. He goes, I just hope it grows back. Yeah. So I mean, if you do, down to the... if you do decide to do this, give us a little shout out with a uh, hashtag, or if you're over fifty, a pound sign, and, <laughs> and just uh, COVID cut. What now? COVID so <laughs> may confuse people and give them a lap, but we'll look for it. Awesome. Awesome. All right. We'll All see guys, you guys in yeah. two weeks. Yep. We appreciate it. Awesome. Thanks. Right. Stay safe out there. Yep.